Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Oh, yes, fellas. Here we go. A Monday night doubleheader in week four. As we welcome you inside to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Beautiful Tuesday morning in lower Manhattan. If you're watching us on ESPN News, we're at the South Street Seaport. The Falcons clearly are headed south. They continue to be what they Jeez. thought they were. They can't win. The Packers and the Chiefs can't lose. Key, they both get it done. Both quarterbacks, everybody had their eyes on them. Mahomes was stifled a little bit in the first half by the Pats. Had enough to win in the second half, mostly because the Pats quarterbacks weren't great. And speaking of great in quarterbacks... Boy, Aaron Rodgers, wow, last night. No, Aaron, Ro- Aaron Rodgers lit it up. When you look at Patrick Mahomes, I still will jump on the table and say if he changed that number to a single digit when he's scrambling around and running, it, it'll look way different than that 15, even though he likes 15. And Aaron Rodgers, man, for all the noise that was made when Jordan Love was selected with the first-round pick mm-hmm. of the Green Bay Packers and not a skill position player to help Aaron Rodgers out, I think people could put that to rest now, right? You could, You could – probably push that into the closet and close the door. Um, I certainly understand why they were concerned, but you got to go back to last year and look at his numbers, the fact that he got him in the NFC Championship game. Yeah, QBR-wise, it probably wasn't the best of his career. That doesn't mean anything to me. What means something to me is you were 13-3, and and you had a chance to go to the Super Bowl. You played in the NFC Championship game. The quarterback didn't turn the football over. And then you look at it again this year, through four games, over 1,200 yards, 13 touchdowns and donut interceptions with glaze. Glaze donuts. <laughs> and, and so it, you, you, you look at that and you have to say to yourself, Aaron Rodgers is playing at an all-time high at an MVP level. Yeah. Along with Mahomes and Russell Wilson and Josh Allen to a degree and still Lamar Jackson is still hovering around there. And if Dak Prescott was winning games, he would be in that conversation as well. Um, the relationship with Matt LaFleur obviously has gotten better. From the beginning of last season, if you Definitely. remember when they won that game, the, the praise was given to the defensive coordinator, and Matt LaFleur was standing there looking for a hug, and Aaron <laughs> Rodgers was over there with the defensive coordinator. They've come a long – you remember that? I They've do. come a long ways away from that now. And, and that is a beauty to see. He's comfortable with the offense. He kind of understands. They understand each other. The grins and the smiles are happening, and it's not the Aaron Rodgers of last year. It just feels like, and I'm not saying he is this player, but when I watch Aaron Rodgers play, it reminds me a little bit of LeBron James. LeBron James got Matthew Dellavedova paid a lot of money. He got Booby Gibson paid a lot of money. (laughs) I can take you through a list of players that got paid because they play with LeBron James. And then when I sit here and I think about a guy like the tight end, Robert Tanyan, right? Before the season, two career touchdowns, uh, catches 14 total receptions, right? Last night, he had (laughs) caught three touchdown passes and six catches for 98 yards, right? He's just – he's making – Normal things look incredible, and he's done that throughout his four weeks of playing this season as far. It, it, and he has. He, and you mentioned guys that Lazar all of a sudden. Yeah, but last year I saw Lazar, and I was like, oh, he's cool. He's young. He'll be okay. You know, another undrafted guy. Alan so Lazar. Yeah. Alan Lazar, who's I guess he probably won't play the rest of the season. but Core muscle injury. He yeah. was there, and he was effective. You look at, uh, I'm about to call him DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. You look at that. When he's back on the field and he's healthy, that's a weapon, a real weapon that Aaron Rodgers will have. Now imagine what he'll be able to do with that. Now you look at Jones out of the backfield. They discovered that Jones could catch the ball out of the backfield and play a receiver position, Jamal Williams. So they've got a lot of little toys to play with on the offensive side of the ball, and their defense is playing well enough that a guy like Aaron Rodgers 
could lead them to the Super Bowl. If they can get past the Saints in the playoffs or, or a, a Seattle in the playoffs in Tampa Bay, then they'll be crew selling. Mary Class NFC, right? You think it's Seattle and Green Bay? Seattle, Green Bay, Tampa to a degree as Tampa they continue to, a degree, but Tampa to get Seattle, better. Seattle and Green Bay are at the top. Seattle, Green Bay. See, I can't discount New Orleans because Michael Thomas is not playing, and they're still kind of winning games and kind of doing what they do. Right now. Once right you now. add him, right, it, it, okay. uh, New Orleans changes for me. Okay. All right, once you add him, but right now, Seattle and Green Bay. Seattle and Green Bay right okay. now. All right. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests appear via the Shell Pennzoil performance line, including coming up in about 22 minutes from now, Michael Thompson. If you're old enough, you might remember him as a former Laker. Smooth. If you're young enough, you might remember him as a guy named Clay's dad. <laughs> right? So that's Clay Thompson's father, depending on how old you are, or if you're old enough to remember how good he was with the Lakers. He was a two-time NBA champion. Or even super old, you may know him as a Portland Trailblazer. Mm-hmm. That's right. You got to way back. And then if you was even further says. back, you might know him in Minnesota, uh, Golden Golden Gophers, when yes. he played in Minnesota right. as yep. the number one overall pick. Now you're going out of the demo. We got to keep it in the demo. You know that, right? We got to keep it with the young folks. So Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin, again, presented by Progressive Insurance, and Clay's dad will join us. He at still the carries bottom. around a picture from his playing days when he was young and ripped up and fit. He carries around a picture in his in his uh, little briefcase. He carries a briefcase, by the way. I respect that's that. old school. That's yeah, old school. school. Brief, school. The briefcase. Carry, I mean, I feel like Zubin would carry a briefcase. Attaché case. Do you Attaché do you case. match the sweater color <laughs> to the scheme, like the the seasons? I like try. Fall? I try, but mostly it's just dumb luck. Like this was just laying here this that's morning. Beautiful. That's I needed beautiful. to get here at five a.m. Oh, autumn day, <laughs> October. I love it. Like I told you, Zubin. Once I unpack. I'll be joining you. Sweater key. <laughs> sweater key. Just a little bit different, though, but sweater key. <laughs> <laughs> Just a tap. You got the swag with the sweater key. It's getting to that be that time of year. So when we do keys real rankings, sometimes it's top six. Sometimes it's top seven. These Arbitrary are numbers. Depends on how I feel come Monday. <laughs> this is these unique rankings. And this today, Key's feeling especially generous because we're going top nine. Number nine, Patriots. I don't have anything to add. I don't have anything to add. (laughs) I got the Pats at number nine. The reason I kept them at number nine, even though they failed to the Chiefs last night, is the way that they played. They kind of played somewhat of what we would call inspired football, despite having Jared Stenham and Hoyer at the quarterback spot and no Cam Newton. When Cam Newton comes back, this team will be much different. It was very apparent last night watching them try and quarterback the team from the 20 to the 20 and couldn't necessarily get them into the end zone. Bill Belichick can't wait. That's why when Mike Reese talked about it earlier on our show that Cam Newton has to have two negative tests before he could join the team again, they're testing him, trust me, a lot. Number eight, Buccaneers. Let's go! (laughs) That would be Tom Brady screaming. When you look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and you look at Tom Brady and you look at some of the things that he's been able to do with Mike Evans despite not having Godwin in the lineup, Fournette was out last week, but Ronald Jones carried the, the torch at the running back spot. They got Gronkowski involved. That That is a recipe for success. The defense of Ty Bowles rediscovering uh, Damakon Su yep. at the defensive tackle spot. They're going to be in the mix come playoff time. They're certainly going to be in the mix. Number seven, Saints. From the top, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 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 e
Certainly feels like high school football right there with Drew Brees and that chant going on. But New Orleans is still playing good football. Despite having a little bit of a clunker against the Las Vegas Raiders, Drew Brees is back on target. Guys are getting in sync with him. They're starting to dial things up like of old. Once they get Michael Thomas back into the lineup, I think this team will be the sky is the limit for them. And you got you to gotta take your hat off to Sean Payton, understanding to put guys in certain position to make plays on the offensive side of the ball. Allen, the defensive coordinator over there, certainly shored things up, and they've got to continue to keep playing the way that they're playing until they get a full cast back to help Drew Brees. I got them winning the division. Number six, Steelers. I don't think I need to speak much. We've got the trophies out there. Well, that would be Ben Roethlisberger Mm -hmm. right there. Pittsburgh is interesting because they're not a sexy team in terms of the Kansas City Chiefs high-flying octane offense, but they just keep winning football games. Mike Tomlin is one of the top six coaches in the NFL, probably one of the top five. I'm going to put him in the top five in the NFL. Whenever you got a guy like Ben Roethlisberger just winning ugly, playing defense, running the ball, not turning the football over, and winning, it pushes them into the top six. Number three, Seahawks. This is Russell Wilson country. And oh. this, Russell I think we, Wilson air. I think we, you see that? Whose bird is that? We did. That's we, Wilson's bird. We did skip four and five, so I'll just, you want to mention five yeah, is five, the Ravens. We had a little bit of production issue there, but five, the Ravens are number five. They dropped down a little bit because I didn't like the way that they played this past weekend. And then at number four, the Buffalo Bills climb all the way up to the number four spot because I do like the way that they're fighting and they're playing. I like what, what they've been able to do in Buffalo with Josh Allen. Brandon being the general manager goes out, trades for Diggs, Minnesota, get that guy some help at the receiver position. But the defense is where it's at. Sean McDermott is a defensive-minded coach. They're solid on defense. I don't worry about them at all. If they can continue to score points on offense and the defense shut people down, they may take over the NFC or the AFC East from the New England Patriots. And you unveiled Seattle at number three, so let's just go to Seattle real quick. Seattle's number three, and Russell Wilson's continuing to do what he's doing on the offensive side. That team has shifted to the passing game. It's not relying heavy on the defense like it has in the past two Super Bowl appearances with the Legion of Boom. It's all about Russell Wilson. It's all about throwing the football. It's all about breaking records and numbers. That is why he's in the MVP conversation, and that is why the team is in the league in the NFC West. Number two. Packers. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. I think we heard this before. We're hearing it again because when you go back and you look at the offseason, I talked about it, it was a lot of screaming and hollering about what they would do at the receiver position. They didn't have the receivers. They didn't have any skill position players. But all he continues to do is set record pace numbers. Over 1,200 yards in four games, 13 touchdowns, and zero interceptions on a 4-0 football team. They took care of business this past weekend. They took care of business the weekend before, the weekend before that, and the weekend before that. I continue to look past this and say they're going to take care of business again this weekend. Number one. The Kansas City Chiefs. Well, yeah, I mean, I joked about I'm going to have a double cheeseburger tonight with with extra cheese. That's exciting. That would be Andy (laughs) Reid eating a burger again. But when you look at Kansas City, right, they've had two tough games and two matchups this season that I look at. I look at what they did against the Chargers, needing a a, a big comeback in the second half to win that football game in overtime. And I also looked at them struggling against the, the the, the Cam Newton-less New England Patriots. Right. And they still won the game. 
right? They didn't. Patrick Mahomes, the MVP, did not have a MVP type game, but they still won. They still took care of business, and this is what championship football teams do. Do I think they're going to go sixteen and zero? No, I don't. I think they're going to drop one or two along the way because it's it's bound to catch up to them. You can't play like they get it, did against the Chargers, and you can't play like they did last night and think that you're going to continue to win football games. I had a question for you. Team six through nine, Steelers, Saints, Bucks, and Patriots. Mm. How would you rank their upside? Who has the best upside? Patriots, Bucks, Saints, Steelers. Mm. I believe that it would be the Steelers and the Saints with the best upside. Mm. Those two. When, when you look at the Steelers – they just sort of Steelers. I mean, that's just what they do, right? It's like count them out. All of a sudden, they make strong runs in the end. The quarterback stays healthy. They find ways to win. The defense isn't going to allow you to score too many points. The offense will, you know, it'll be one of those 23 to 17 victories. That's how they win. Mm-hmm. And you look at you look at the Saints again. Once Michael Thomas comes back, it adds more firepower to that offense. And their defense is never going to be, you no, know, the, the 1978 uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. That's just not who they are. They bend but don't break. And then the Bucks. You know, the Bucks is is a good story because of Tom Brady. OJ Howard's gone for the year. That's big. Fournette's for, for in and out of the lineup right mm-hmm. now, banged up. Uh, Gronkowski is still Gronkowski to a degree with his size, but is he really giving you all what you thought he was? Production when he was in wise, New no. So you look at that, you go, okay, but you can't count out Tom. Terrific Tom is terrific Tom. Then when you ask me about the Patriots. They still in your AFC championship game? Which you one? said that the Patriots. Patriots. You said that a couple weeks ago. If Cam, Cam, if Cam, this thing changes week to week. If you notice, I, I, that's why I'm asking. Cam you. Newton, <laughs> if he's healthy and he's playing, he presents a lot of problems for you. A whole lot of problems. And with Bill Belichick as the head coach, I mean, think about it. People frown at this whenever you say it. Bill has won with other quarterbacks, just not Super Bowls. I mean, individual games. Sure. And so when you look at it. You go, okay, can he win enough games to get a top seed, whether it's the number one seed or something close to the number one seed, to now have a home playoff game and go on the road? Because the weather changes in Foxborough, Mm -hmm. as we know, being here in in New York. It, It gets cold, and then you get those teams up there. Even though there's no fans, it doesn't feel good in that weather. Just doesn't feel good. Just sound like a politician right now. It's all the tiptoeing and all the dancing. Just answer the question. Do you have the Pats right now, week four, in your AFC championship game? I don't want to hear about I don't, conditions. I don't, know, I don't know that I have them in, in the championship game. Okay. Yet. I don't all know. Right. Because Thank Baltimore you. and Pittsburgh is playing well. You just lead with I don't know. I don't know. I'm explaining to you. This not dude pl- here to my left, man. <laughs> Not, not playing well. Pats are playing well, despite what happened last night. The future looks bright with Cam, who has the one option that Brady never had with mobility. Things not going well with the Houston Texans. So what is next for them? Is one of the biggest names in all of college football, perhaps on the precipice of thinking about grabbing that job? We'll talk about that after we go from A to Z. A to Z with a little hey. MLB. Soundtrack is back. Marlins and Braves, Padres and Dodgers as the National League Division Series gets underway today. The two AL Series won by the Yankees last night. 
and by the Astros yesterday. We'll all resume. So all eight teams key in the mix for the World Series playing today, including your Dodgers. All games on ESPN Radio. Well, it'll be good because I'll get a chance to see the Lakers and the Dodgers uh, simultaneously at 938. The Dodgers will be playing the Padres from Arlington, Texas. And look, all we got to do is continue to play like we're playing. Everyone that comes on our show says that the Dodgers are the best team in Major League Baseball. And if we can stay that way, then we'll bring the chip back to Los Angeles. Caesars William Hill has him at a 3-1 to one favorite. That's a heavy, heavy favorite. For the second day, this is great news, second day in a row, the Titans received no new positive COVID-19 results. Now, according to our Diana Rossini, NFL insider, the team's practice facility could open tomorrow. They could be back on the field tomorrow, and that means their game against the Buffalo Bills will be played in Nashville Sunday as scheduled. And that's huge for the NFL. We're going to have to deal with this for the whole 2020-2021 season, but your ability to have a quick turnaround and you know mitigate the risk says everything about the future of how your team can participate continuing to play in games. Well said, especially with these rapid testing. Now you don't have to wait four or five days for results, especially when you're playing games once every seven days, obviously, right? And lastly, the Texans have fired their head coach and general manager, Bill O'Brien. Some people think his role as general manager might have cost him his job as coach. He did win four division titles, went 52 and 48. Somewhat underwhelming. Player acquisition was questioned. And you didn't need to be around yesterday afternoon when the news broke or be here this morning when we're talking about it. Yesterday on the show, listen to old clairvoyant key. They need to move on from Bill O'Brien. They got to make a decision. Either they move on from him as the head coach or they move on from him as a general manager. Because Deshaun Watson, they, he's the second highest paid quarterback in the National Football League. And they, they have him out there looking like he forgot how to play football. Mm. I mean, it's ridiculous. It, it, it's all on Bill O'Brien. That's what I would say. If they don't make it to the playoffs this year and make a deep run, they need to just move on from him. Because any other coach wouldn't have these opportunities he's getting. I promise you that. That escalated quickly. (laughs) Maybe they was listening. So strong. Maybe maybe they was listening. Maybe he was watching. Maybe. He said, you know what? Probably had a little sidebar uh, saying to himself, you know what? We probably should just do it now. Had a little caucus with all the people, and they made a decision to part ways. And the bottom line, it's a bottom line business, dog. You got to win in the National Football League. I understand that Coach O'Brien, Bill O'Brien, uh, won four division titles. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. That's all fine and dandy. I also understand that you gave up the goods in the divisional round of the Kansas City Chiefs last year. Up 24 nothing. 24 nothing. Right. 24 nothing. It was 21 nothing. You elected to kick the field goal instead of going for it. If you go for it, you convert, you score a touchdown. Game over. Do the math, it's 28 nothing. My mind on the Kansas City Chiefs side, I'm thinking different. You basically did what the what the Jacksonville Jaguars did when they played in the AFC Championship game against the New England Patriots of mm-hmm. a couple years ago yep. when Doug Marone made a decision not to let Blake, let Blake Bortles throw the football and cook. You basically handed them the game. You didn't apply the pressure. And when you don't apply the pressure, you lose games. Therefore, you're now not necessarily looking for a job, but you're now out of a job. So – is he – I would ask myself this question. Does he deserve another opportunity as a head coach in the National Football League? At some point in time, yes, he does. But in the meantime, just go sit tight over there. Go go do what they do. Go come on this show and work with us for a couple of years. ESPN NFL analyst Bill O'Brien. Yeah, let's – let, <laughs> Not a bad paying gig. Just, no. just, just, you know what I'm saying, take some time away and, and see where your mistakes were 
So then when you get back in it, you won't have those necessary flaws. Maybe well, look, maybe you do what Bill Belichick did when Cleveland let him go. He became the defensive coordinator once again up in New England for Bill Parcells. Then eventually he became a head coach, and now he's the most successful head coach I've ever seen. Or sure. maybe you just become a head coach. It just seems like the you mean response- an offensive coordinator. Whatever. Oh, you mean as a head yeah, coach? As yeah, head coach. It's just one responsibility. You know, instead of it's seeming like all your responsibilities become convoluted because you have too much on your plate. And then I would say this: it wasn't only some of the bad play calling; it's also just the really poor personnel decisions over the years. His two-year stint. I mean, look at the Laramie Tunzel deal. He got paid over market price. Mm-hmm. And I, I said this three weeks ago about DeAndre Hopkins. I was like, look, I don't like that move. And it felt very, very personal it, it, for Bill O'Brien. It know, felt with the way that Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins were clicking last year. It just felt like that was a personal move. It wasn't the right move for the team. It felt like it was the right move because Bill O'Brien felt like I wanted to do it. It's more about when you go into the personnel stuff, the, the Laramie Tunzel deal, it's what it is. If you overpaid, you overpaid. But he's a... Good left tackle to protect. A but then you can't say that you overpaid him, but we don't have enough money to pay DeAndre Hopkins. Well, that's I mean, just, that, that was but, his, all, that's, but that's, that's what I'm saying. Ex- you can't say that. We to all the media, know that though. that ain't nothing, though. They, the the Ram. Everybody says that the Rams don't have enough money. All they do every week is give a new contract for big money. So I I've never been one since I played in the NFL and out of the NFL that fall into the we don't have money category because you can give somebody what you want to give them. That is. Clean and pure as day. We always see it. Oh, we don't have any money. We, we're right up against the salary cap. And then they go and extend somebody. Hmm. It, it's, it, they can play with the numbers how they need to. I just think that Bill O'Brien got in over his skis. Ain't that what they say? In over over their, their skis. skis. Yeah, over that's their skis. a good one. Yeah. So, Never heard that one before. Yeah, it's one that's like from Buka, from Zubin's <laughs> Sports Center days. Denver over his skis. Over yeah. his skis. Over his skis. Yeah, over his skis. <laughs> he got in over his skis, though, right? Yeah. I mean, and from a personnel standpoint. And the personnel got him fired. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests appear via the Shell Pennzoil no. performance line. Never been skiing. <laughs> Shout out to Lindsey Vaughn. You've never been skiing? Never been skiing. I got a bad knee. I'm not trying to go skiing. Oh, yeah, that's right. Hey, me. Yeah, right, I'm just trying to go sledding, maybe. Maybe. Or sit next to the fire with a glass. But I'm of, surprised that gla- you wouldn't nice have gone skiing, though. Sorry, zooming. Go ahead. Oh, no worries, no worries, fellas. Real quick, one option to replace. (laughs) You're right. Uh, Although maybe this next guy can pay it for me because he's got enough money. One guy to possibly replace Bill O'Brien, the most successful college coach going and young enough to do it. Saban tried the NFL, didn't exactly work. But this dude, according to our Paul Feinbaum, Dabo Sweeney, would he ever leave the Upstate to go to Texas and coach Houston? I don't think so. Uh, certainly, Deshaun Watson is Dabo Sweeney's uh, famous, uh, most, one of his most favorite players and the player that really put him on the map. Um, but but I, I just don't think Dabo wants any part of that. And, and, and just all you have to do is look at O'Brien's past. I mean, moderate success, and he's gone uh, before we get to the second weekend in, in October. And, and Dabo Sweeney has one of the greatest jobs in the world. He's making $9 million a year. He lives in a comfortable small town where he is the king. Nothing really is going to change that. That would be Dabo Sweeney. They're saying absolutely not. Remember last year, Clemson could have won its 30th consecutive game after they lost in the championship to LSU. But Paul makes a lot of sense. I mean, this is a fiefdom. You're the king. Why go anywhere? Well, because here's what I kind of seen in my career as as a football guy and, and been around football is that they all have certain sort of egos, right? And they all kind of want to, on different levels, take the next step, right? I mean, 
Yes, he is in Clemson, South Carolina. He's the toast of the town. He runs the state, the whole deal. But these coaches, when given the opportunity at a large level, they all want to do it, right? They just do. When you go back and you look at, I can go all the way back to USC in the 70s, whether it was uh, uh, McKay that left to take over the Tampa Bay Bucks, whether it was John Robinson that was winning national championships, it took over the Rams. It, it just they, Whether it's Nick Saban, they just, the challenge of doing it, to be able to say, I did it at this level and I did it at that level. Back then, it wasn't like they were throwing so much money at him. Now, you take him, yeah, he makes $9 million, but if, the, if Houston, the Texans all of a sudden say, I tell you what, we're going to let you hire your general manager, you got to shine, and we're going to give you $14 million, $15 million a year. We're getting ready to set this thing up. That changes, right? I mean, and you got a chance to always go back to college. Right. We see it in basketball where they jump because they they all want to do it. It's like, okay, I can win. I've won enough, I, what, two national championships? 2016 I'm, and 18. Two I've guys. won two national titles. I've won right. a ton of games. I may want to try this. Still to come, Michael Thompson, former Laker legend on what Key's Lakers need to do tonight and how his son Clay's rehab is going. One of the big NBA stories of the offseason. That's on the way. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. It's great to have Michael Thompson join us here on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. If you're of age, you might remember Michael as a great player for the Lakers, a two-time NBA champion. And if you're young enough, perhaps you know him as the father of Clay Thompson. We'll discuss Clay's rehab and everything coming up in just a bit. But Michael, good morning. Thanks for joining us. First things first, your Lakers play tonight. Um, we've been talking this morning about Anthony Davis. Can't have another clunker. What's the key for you tonight in game four? Well, before I do that, uh, I've always hated New York, or just, just like New York, Jay Will and Zoo, for two reasons. One, it's cold, and two, too much traffic in the city. And now I have a third reason to dislike New York. New York took Keyshawn away from us here in L.A. <laughs> now, I no now I have no one to go to for my football knowledge and my life advice. No, you're all right, White Mike. You're good with me. You're all, all right. right. How you been, man? Bye. Oh, I'm then excited, Key, because right now, Key, you know, you have one championship ring. Eat your hot dog because I'm getting ready to collect my eighth 
championship ring. See, but that's not fair, though. You always try to throw those digs at us. Just answer Zubin's question. <laughs> what's uh, the, what's uh, the key about tonight? Indeed, uh, don't, yeah, don't worry about Anthony Davis, man. This boy, this man is the second best player in the, in the world. He's going to bounce back strong tonight. Jay Will, you're a basketball player. You've been around greatness. You're a great player yourself. You know when you have an off game, when you're as great as AD is, you're going to make up for that in the next game. So, um, you know, somebody might be in trouble tonight on Miami's team. I have to deal with him. Mike, I wanted to ask you, so as it relates to AD, like he is so super talented. What do you see from him as it relates to just why he becomes – I know he's infallible, but why passive? Why not still stay aggressive and get more than nine shots? I think subconsciously, Jay Will and, and, and uh, Key, you guys been in this situation. We're not so much for you, Zubin. But <laughs> <true>. uh, you, <laughs> guys, <laughs> you guys have been and where you think subconsciously you kind of let down because you think – uh, the series or the game is over, so you don't approach the game with the same mentality. There's no excuse for that. So obviously, that's the approach that uh, the Lakers came out with in Game Three, and uh, AD two came out too passive. But I think they made a mistake there. They're human. Sometimes that can happen. Sometimes you let down because you realize Goran and Bam are not playing. And so I think they let down a little bit mentally, and, and the Heat took advantage of it. That, that's what I've been been saying here for the last several days since that happened, is that the Lakers came out 2-0, and they kind of just, you know, coast, and then when they finally realized, uh-oh, these guys are for real and they're playing well, then it was too late to get back in the fold. But let me ask you this question, though, Michael, as you call the games, and you're right there with John Ireland on the call. It, why is it that guys like KCP and Danny Green can't stay consistent on the long ball? Yeah, you're right about that. And believe me, these guys are the uh, the ultimate professionals. They probably are frustrated too. And then you figure, boy, these guys are due. They were shooting the ball well against Denver. And then in this series, they haven't found their shot yet. So you keep hoping, well, this next shot will be the one to get them going. That's how you have to think when you're a shooter. These guys have a lot of open opportunities. And they're just not knocking them down, guys. So, Maybe tonight they'll uh, shoot 40% each from three-point range because they're going to need to do that to close these guys out over the next two games because Miami now, I would expect Bam's going to play tonight and that's going to give them a huge moral lift and even more confidence in this game. Michael Thompson joining us here on the morning show. Michael Thompson joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Michael, I was going to ask you, you get a chance to spend a lot of time around these guys, see them. I saw LeBron James barking a ton at Jimmy Butler uh, throughout the course of the game. Is that something that's common for LBJ? Because it kind of seemed like that was a little bit uncharacteristic for him. Maybe he was trying to get himself going. Yeah, I've seen him do it. You know, I saw him playing the finals up close four straight years against the Warriors. And believe me, him and Draymond Green would have some conversations out there. And that's okay. I like that. You want to see that from your leader. You want to see your leader out there showing that kind of fire and that kind of uh, intensity. So I hope LeBron keeps it up. But, yeah, he'll talk talk, talk to you. You get in his face, and you, and you start challenging him. I like that. That's the, that's the way it's supposed to be. Can you imagine the way Keyshawn Josh used to talk to defensive uh, back? Well, I, I, I see it every day with the way he talks to me, Michael. Look, I'm just on, <laughs> I, I'm on the morning show from 6 to 10 a.m. Hey, I want to – obviously, this year is going to play out the way it's going to play out. Lakers are the favorites, obviously. Let's move forward to next year. I, I think a lot of people forget about how talented – your son was. And, you know, I was there at the NBA Finals last year. I, even with Kevin Durant not playing, you still felt like between Clay and Steph, they had a legitimate chance to beat Toronto. How, how much uh, are you giving this team in Golden State to have a chance to win the world championship next year? They'll be in the mix. Obviously, they won't be the favorite like when they had Kevin Durant, but they will be a championship caliber team, just like the Lakers, the, the Nuggets, and the Clippers will probably be the four, the three top teams in the West they're going to have to go through. 
uh, as long as Clay and Steph come back and be the Splash Brothers, they're going to have the number two pick in the draft. We don't know how they're going to use that, either selecting a young player or using it for trade. And then they've got a lot of money they can go out and get another veteran or two. So um, they, they're going to be back in the mix next year, as long as they're healthy and they hit the ground running like they did in the past. Let's stay right there in L.A. for a minute, Michael. Obviously, a couple weeks ago, Doc Rivers was let go. The Clippers have yet to hire a coach. What are they waiting on? Boy, that's a great ball. Obviously, Ty Lue is one of their uh, top candidates, but Ty is looking at other teams, too. And uh, there are some good candidates out there, not, not so much the guys who have already been head coaches, but some good qualified assistant coaches out there who are waiting their turn. So they're not in a hurry because whoever they offer that job to, they, you know, they're going to be excited to take it, guys, because that is a top-level job, and the Clippers aren't going anywhere. They're going to be right back in the mix next year as long as they have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Michael, one last question for you. Who will be the best duo in the 2021-2022 season? LeBron James, AD, well, still, Steph Clay, Kevin Durant, Kai? It's still going to be LeBron and AD because we still got to see how Clay and Steph are going to be, but I, both, I believe they both will be fully healthy. We still got to see if Kevin Durant's going to come back and be Kevin Durant after his devastating injury, and we're hope, hoping that he is. So based on what we know right now, it's still going to be AD and LeBron. All right, man, go back to that butler and the, uh, and the champagne and that beachfront property <laughs> you want. Hey, Mike, real quick. I, I know Key's always giving you some. Real quick, just for the fans wondering, how is your son's rehab going? Oh, he's doing great. He was in warrior camp. They called it the double last uh, week. He was there and doing everything. He's dunking. He's shooting. Shooting better than ever. He's moving laterally. He's playing defense. So according to the reports and, caught it, and talking to Clay, he's feeling great. And by the time the season starts up, man, those, he'll be ready. You want to send him away, Key? No, I was just telling him he can go back to that beachfront property with those hey. cashews and that champagne and he drinks every single morning. Over for some champagne, man. Overlooking the, overlooking the Pacific Ocean. I know what you're doing with that elevator. I, I get it. Yes, the butler's waiting to bring my caviar on a bagel as we wait. That's why his Twitter feed is champagne and nuts, apparently. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Michael, thanks for joining us this morning. Enjoy the game tonight. Thanks, Mike. All right, guys. Great talking to you. Same here. Great perspective, obviously. Champagne you know, and nuts. I love it. What game a great six. Twitter handle. It is a great Twitter handle. Champagne and nuts with just the N. But Clay tearing the ACL, game six. Finals, you were there. It's been a long time since we've seen him, but apparently it's going to be worth the wait. He says his son is ready to go. Look, I, I, Kawhi Leonard is a very, very special player, one of the best two-way players we have in the game. But, you know, out of sight, out of mind, I think a lot of people forget about how special of a talent Clay Thompson is. I mean, whether it be him rattling off 40-plus points, him locking down the other team's best player, uh, he is a multi-two player. And they're, they're going to be scary. Curious to see what they're going to do with that second pick. If they're going to package it up maybe with Andrew Wiggins or something like that, uh, to get another vet. We'll see. My second team in California, <laughs> the Warriors. That's a good backup plan, that's for sure. Still to come, we've got an update on Cam Newton testing his availability for Sunday against Denver after missing last night. What's the very latest on the Pats quarterback? For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. 
But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Subin, the podcast. We've been talking about Cam all morning, right? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin here presented by Progressive Insurance. This coming courtesy of our Dan Graziano. He was asymptomatic, Cam was, on Monday, a source confirming to ESPN. That means he could be cleared to return in five days if his first positive test came back the way they needed to. And he doesn't exhibit any symptoms. So two negative tests in 24 hours apart within those five days, he's cleared by the team doctor. That's just a long way of saying if everything goes the right way, the tests come back negative. Sunday. Yep. He could be back to practice Thursday and play on Sunday. So it's certainly a possibility. Remember, he tested positive about four days ago, didn't play last night. As you know, Sunday, to Jay's point, they play the Broncos short week for them. So but he, had, he, had, he also had no symptoms, right? He had no asymptomatic, symptoms. Right? Asymptomatic. Totally asymptomatic. Okay. So if the tests come back and he can do it 24 hours apart, the two tests, he could be back on the practice field in two days and, to Jay's point, could be on the field Sunday against Denver. So when do they, when do they start the test, though? Because he, he tested positive five days ago, right? Yeah. Uh, his first positive test, excuse me, he could be cleared to return in five days since his first test if he doesn't exhibit any more symptoms. So we're still touch and go okay. there. But, but he early never exhibited signs are any good. symptoms though, right? Correct. He is asymptomatic. He said he is asymptomatic, but there's still more testing okay. to come. But if everything runs the way it should, he could be back on the practice field by Thursday and then be on the field Sunday, so this Hoyer Stidham experiment could might just be a one shot. Well, it's good in both ways. It's good for his health, but it's also good for the New England Patriots. Um, they don't have to worry about Hoyer Stidham right now, right? They could just insert Cam back into the lineup and ready to go on Thursday. I mean, ready to go on Sunday. It's just so crazy how man, this is so touch and go. Like, depending upon like all these new protocols, it's like, you know, Reed Hoffman, who's the founder of LinkedIn, would always say this for entrepreneurs. Sometimes you have to assemble the plane after you've already jumped off the cliff. And that's essentially what we're watching the NFL do is they come up with all these new COVID protocols and what the violations are and figuring it out on the fly. Just so many moving parts. Everything happens so fast. No doubt about it. Also this morning, we were asking you after you watched the Chiefs and the Packers last night, both go to 4-0, both relatively easy wins. Obviously, New England put up a fight there in the first half. Atlanta yet to win a game, but Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes steering clear, doing a great job. They feel like they're the favorites to meet in Super Bowl 55. Clearly, Seattle, if you're listening this morning, we hear you out there. Tampa, if you're out there this morning, we hear you. But just based upon the way those two guys looked Last night, it's certainly not out of the question. So we asked Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin Nation on Twitter who you're more confident in to make the Super Bowl just after last night's games. We're not mentioning Seattle or Tampa here just because these two played last night, the Chiefs or the Packers. The uh, 100% of the precincts are now reporting. <laughs> That's a very dangerous thing to say, though, I think, right? <laughs> if you were there, 74% of you have said the Chiefs, including GC. H. Wood, who just hit us up on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, thanks for your tweet, quote, the Pack have played teams with a combined 4-12 and record. They have yet to play anyone with a winning record. They might very well make it, but I want to see games against winning teams first. That's not a bad point. Well, there. those four, four of those losses out of that 12 will come against the Packers. So you, you, I, I know that argument. You can, look at, you can say the same thing, I'm sure, 
about Kansas City when you look at their records. You know, it's like, oh, they played a team that's combined such and such and such. You do Just, it any way you want to. All you're saying is that Green Bay has played the Vikings. We've been through this in the first hour. The Vikings are one and three. Yeah. The Lions, yeah. yeah. The Saints, okay. And then the Falcons. Again, yeah. I'll say this again. I know you have the eye test. You, you I know look the eye at test. You see I, I'm what not, you I'm look not at. saying it's they're all. not that. I'm not saying they're not that. Just I that that's a valid point that he says. Oh, just seeing them against more quality competition. Not saying they can't win those games, but sometimes people need to see it before they can believe it. I know the opponents, and I look at it and I say they look good, and okay. they're probably going to be right there in the end. Kansas City's going to be there in the end, and so is Green Bay. But Kansas City has yet to. They played Baltimore in a Hoyer Stenham. Team. And they could have lost to the Chargers. And they could have lost to the Chargers with a rookie quarterback that didn't know he was starting until but they didn't 10 minutes the before the game. But they didn't. They didn't but they didn't. I, just, I, I hate when people say that. It's like, well, oh, you guys were you know, 23-9 and nine back when you played at your college, but you guys could have lost four or five games. But we didn't. We didn't. We won the game. We found a way to win. It, not every game is going to be, as Keyshawn would say, say clean. Right? Not every game is going to be sharp. But when you're ugly, that's different. But when you're sharp like Aaron Rodgers and you clean like Aaron Rodgers and you spit the ball out like Aaron Rodgers, it just looks different no matter who you're playing. If you're doing what you're doing against those bums, you're probably going to do the same thing against the elite teams. That's just because that's just who he is. Kansas City's – look, man, nobody's taking anything away from Kansas City at all. But much like you said, there's other teams that's out there too. Seattle and Tampa, just and, those are just two. In Pittsburgh, and New Orleans, Pittsburgh. you think you think well, Baltimore. They already took care of business with them, but <laughs> you, but I'm just saying, you look at those teams, and it's like in Baltimore, saying, okay, let us get a second apple, second bite at the apple. I remember when we went on to win the Super Bowl, and wow. people in Philly was talking crazy and reckless. Oh, they they sent their equipment truck advance. To San Diego at the time, they had to turn around when they was in, I think, either New Mexico or Arizona. They had to turn around because we beat them. <laughs> they had already felt, oh, yeah, we, we take care of them because 75% of the people said this. That's all I'm saying. Don't rule out a healthy 49ers. I wouldn't rule well, them out a healthy 49ers. Well, they, they, they ain't going to be healthy for a while. I was going to say this, Ruben. <laughs> look, at, look at Green Bay's schedule real quick. At Bucks this week and coming up, okay, then the Texans, then the Vikings, then the 49ers, mm. then the Jags, Colts. Okay, then the Bears, Eagles, Lions, Panthers again. Come here, man. We get ready to get out of here, right? Yeah. Come here, man. Let me swab that nose. Come on, man. Okay. You guys are they, need, they need to take this Q-tip and swab that nose. This will be right up them nostrils. Tomorrow, Juju, Manny Diaz, and old Mrs. Lane Kiffin. We'll see. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.